Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to episode 335 here on the Motorcycle Men Podcast. Joining me today here in the V-Twin Cafe is our new friend, Joe. He's the creator of the YouTube channel, Great Egret. Now, Joe is joining us here today to tell us about his channel and some of the trips he's taken on his Sportster and some other motorcycles, too. But first... The Motorcycle Man Podcast is brought to you by Scorpion Helmets. Now they're offering high-quality, innovative motorcycle helmets and technical apparel at an incredible value. So to learn more, get on over to scorpionusa.com and make sure you let them know that the Motorcycle Men Podcast sent you over. And wild-ass seats. Now you can improve your comfort and ability to stay in the saddle longer with a cushion from wild-ass seats. So if you're tired of those painful pressure points and fatigue, go to wild-ass.com and get your cushion today. I used one of these, and I used it on my most recent trip to the Florida Keys, and I was super comfortable, no fatigue, felt great. So get on over there to wild-ass.com and tell the real Craig Johnson that the Motorcycle Men Podcast sent you on over. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, tobacco motorwear. Now, for the best in casual riding gear for men and women, there's only one place you should be going, and that is Tobacco Motorwear. Now, visit them at TobaccoMotorwear.com, and our listeners will get 10% off your order when you use the code MOTOMEN. Your safety is worth it. So get on over there, get into Dave's pants, tell them the Motorcycle Men podcast sent you. And remember, boys and girls, we wear these jeans all the time. I love my tobacco jeans. I love my tobacco riding shirt. It's wonderful. So take it from me. I know. Great stuff. Get on over there. Right? Time now for that interview with Great Egret. All right, and here we are having a nice, wonderful conversation with uh, my new friend, all the way from the Wisconsin. Isn't that the land of a thousand lights, or is that is that Minnesota? That's Minnesota. And what, what are you guys? We, we're we're known for cheese. <laughs> we are the dairy state, my the, friend. The dairy state, yes. uh, Joe, uh, the great Egret YouTube channel. How are you doing, sir? Welcome to the podcast. Uh, well, thank you. I'm very happy to be here. I'm doing great. Good. Thank I'm glad, you. glad you're here. Um, let's let's start it off right away because one of the things I like to do is so that my uh, audience can get an idea who I'm talking to. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your motorcycle self and what it is you do? Uh, well, I am Great Egret on YouTube, and I've been doing it now since, oh gosh, late 2017. I started in November 2017. I actually just started out just to record my rides because my family was, was worried about me. And I just wanted to show them really? that I was being safe. And from there, things just grew. Um, I actually didn't start out. I, I, I think motorcycle inception stories are, are really, really, our genesis stories as motorcyclists are really oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, sure. Um, so if you wouldn't mind, if I could just tell that. Go right ahead. Go. Oh, yeah, no. uh, it's, it's all so, you. Um, so I'm I'm a cyclist. I my passion has always been Me too. you too. That okay, that's oh, amazing. Look, look, so look, you look, may look, understand. Look, 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 look. Oh my goodness, look at that. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Road bikes mainly, gravel bikes? Uh actually I, uh, I I am a mountain biker at heart. Uh I got into road biking because they're, you know, as you know, you can't mountain bike all the time because well, you, sometimes you just can't get there. So right. road biking was the easiest thing for me to get into, you know, close to home and all that crap. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, same here. I started out as a mountain biker. I've raced mountain bikes uh, as a late teen and, and into my 20s. That's been my passion. Uh, as I grew older, I wanted something more. I wanted more adventure. So I became, as well, m- mostly traveling by bicycle. Sure. Yeah. So cross-country trips. So in 2016, uh, in late May, June of 2016, I rode my touring bike from Anacortes, Washington, so right on the Puget Sound, all the way back to my home here in Madison, Wisconsin. Wow. And nice. it was it was an amazing ride. And about a thousand miles in, so in Montana, near Libby, Montana, I was having one of the most challenging riding days. Just one of those days where just like everything seemed to go wrong. <laughs> I know them well. <laughs> and oh yeah. So I, I was setting up camp and you know, it's just like I'm tired from riding. So this is like eight or nine days into my ride. So it's about about a thousand miles from Anacortes, Washington to Libby, Montana, as right. the route that I took, the, the weaving route that I took. So I was, you know, average miles, 80, 100 miles a day, and I was just exhausted. And that's pushing and the, it when you're climbing. You're right, exactly. And I was climbing this hill up to my campsite, and the hill just felt like it was getting steeper and steeper the closer I got to my campsite. I got to my campsite, and that night I just like, I don't know about this. Next day, I'm, I woke up early. Was riding on one of the gravel roads uh, near Libby, Montana. Oh, you and did gravel too. The gravel, yeah. And I've got about fifty pounds of gear on my bike, and I see this this friendly motorcyclist start coming towards me, and he slows down enough. He gives me the biker wave. Me as a cyclist, and him as a motorcyclist. And thinking to myself, I love adventures. Uh, after after this experience, the whole day just like. It was, in my mind that like how much fun this type of adventure would be on two wheels, but on a motorcycle. Yeah. And I let that kind of for the rest of my ride home. Uh, I had still, I had a great time. I was in glacier, did the going to sun road on my bike, all that. I still had a great time on the bicycle, but, uh, that day I decided, uh, by the end of the ride that I was going to get a motorcycle for some. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And, and by uh, the end of that year, uh, I decided that I was going to – by that end of the year, I decided on the, the Sportster, the Harley-Davidson Sportster, the mm-hmm. Iron 883, was going to be my first bike. And the idea with uh, – the idea was to go on adventures with that. Yeah. And everybody told me that I was would say this to, the, the dealership, the salesman, everybody would say – you can't do adventures on the on the sportster but i didn't i didn't want to hear that i just i wanted to do it anyway all lies uh, so, I, so by november i had put the money down on the bike and by april of next year 2017 i was riding my iron 883 with the intention of, of going on adventures so that's that's basically my inception story so from from two wheels to motorized two wheels well there you go perfect and it, that it's it's the, it's a natural progression from human powered to engine powered, yes, it's a natural progression. You know, you know. And the thing is, is I've always ridden. I've always wanted to ride a motorcycle, and I, I I got a bike many many years ago. I've always ridden bicycles. Adventures. The best adventure I ever got out of a bicycle was uh, doing you know fundraising tours. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and it's nothing. These two day, 170, 180 mile events. That, that's about it. I've always wanted to do that cross country journey on a bicycle. 
But, I, I, you know, when you work at a full-time gig, who has that time, you know? You know, you know, I'm lucky enough that I have a job where I can take that time off. I mean, no, good for you. by the time like by the time I come back to work, I have a shitload of things that have piled up while I'm gone. But every moment, all that time that I'm able to take off is definitely worth it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, so you decided to start your YouTube channel. Uh, now, is it The Great Egret or just Great Egret? See, that's that's what's interesting. So people say The Great Egret. It kind of sounds like like a circus name. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> or a superhero. Which is fine. It's, I, you know, I don't, I don't correct anybody when they say The Great Egret. It just sounds more... Circusy, which okay. is not not nothing nothing bad about that, but it's it's great egret. Yeah, well, what's 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 in the name? What does it mean? So, what inspired that? So can I? I want to turn this question on its head. I mean, Go ahead. be yeah. uh, a little bit of an asshole here. Let me ask you what what does it mean to you? And there's a reason why I'm asking you this and turning this question around because I'm curious what people think of that name when they hear it. Like, what do you think of when you think of great egret? Well, I, first thing that comes to my mind is a bird. You know, yeah. Anyway, just, that's just exactly bird. what I think. So it, it's the story behind it is actually kind of boring. But uh, it's just my parents uh, live in central Wisconsin. Okay. And they live amongst marshland. And there's a lot of great egrets flying around there. And I was at my parents' house one time. And I was thinking, oh, that'd be a great name for my YouTube channel. And not, nothing other than that it's... It, it sounds interesting. Um, right. Well, you know what? It, it, right. It, 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 it doesn't doesn't really mean anything, but it sounds like it has a lot of meaning Well, actually, to it. no. It means something to you because that brings a memory for you of that, yeah, of, of your exactly. home and where you, where your parents' house and all that. Well, that's pretty interesting, though. Right, so, you, like I said, you must get a lot of questions about that. I what, do, what, and yeah. I don't I never have a decent answer, as you can see. It's well, a, you got to start making one up. You know, I... I I, I should definitely do that. And have <laughs> cool. it become more interesting each time and bigger and grander. You know, you make you make up T-shirts and, you know, the great egret or something. No. <laughs> you don't, do, don't do that. Don't do that. So you start. You did your first video five years ago, no, a little bit over five years ago. Well, now what made you decide to get into motor vlogging? Is it simply just to document your rides for your friends and family? or was it? At first, it was, it was for my family. But then after people started subscribing and, and commenting... Uh, in fact, my sixth subscriber that I that I that I got, his name is Jim Massey. He's I think he's in Pennsylvania. He to this day and some other YouTube content creators, motorcycle YouTube content creators may recognize the name because I see Jim comment on a lot of other other YouTuber uh, videos. Mm -hmm. Jim, he, he still comments on all my videos. It's great to, to know that he's been there since about the first month. And he's still commenting, and you that's—it's funny you should say that though, because I—I I, I mean, I subscribe. I've obviously subscribed to your channel, and I've commented a few times on your channel. And everybody that I subscribe to, I'll usually comment just practically on every single video because something that might happen, and I go like, "Oh yeah," you know, and I'll have—I'll have something to contribute to that. But yeah, yeah. but when somebody contributes or, or comments on my channel. I'd be like, I'd be like, Whoa, somebody's actually watching, you know. <laughs> but to me, that's what it's about: was was building from Jim to everybody else who's commented on my channel, who's joined the journey. That to me is what the channel is all about. And I, I've taken a, a hiatus 
now for a lot of different reasons. I think since mid-2020, I've probably done maybe 15 videos. Really? But during that time, my channel has still continued to grow, and I've still gotten those comments yeah. on a lot of those videos, even ones that I created five years ago, four years ago. But having people like Jim and having everybody else join the community and, and watch it grow and enjoy what I'm doing, it's it's so meaningful for me. Oh sure. Now, well, how has it changed? Well, how has it changed for you since you first started doing it? And I imagine I know technology is one thing, but how has it changed for you in its meaning doing the show? Well, it's always been about the motorcycle. It's always been using the motorcycle as a metaphor for a lot of different things in life, from challenging yourself to to getting lost rides you know you get on your bike and you just ride you get lost and you find your way back and don't you love the lost ride what's that don't you love the lost ride i mean that's i did a video on that about four years ago and it's one of my more popular videos from when i was a smaller channel people just ate that up that's just having that and and knowing that and, and experiencing that and sharing that with everybody it's still the meaning for me for my channel is still the same thing um a lot of other YouTubers, motorcycle YouTubers, they, they say, I want to I want to get people to, to ride. That's my goal. Yeah, that's my goal. But my goal is is, is also to, to find the challenges in riding and enjoy those challenges. And, and having a lot of those challenges make some of the other challenges in life seem so small. Sure. You know, like if you, if you challenge yourself, like I did on my Route 66 trip on a sporty. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk tiny about that. Bike, and, and challenging myself during that ride and experiencing those challenges when i come home all oh, the shit that's in my world that i complain about or that i feel like complaining about seems so small oh, absolutely absolutely now you had mentioned that you that you're you know you, you have a job now you do you still work a full-time job i do yeah. i do um the goal though with this channel let me say this if by a year from now i am not doing this full-time uh I, I need to step something up. I this my goal is to be able to do this full time, um, and it has been. Well, that's everybody's uh, dream, while, right? Well, look, you, you got you got almost you're you're on, you're on the doorstep of nine thousand subscribers, which yeah, just what, which is amazing. I mean, I mean, to Thanks. me, I think that's amazing. I mean, I, that's. I'm mean, granted, it's 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 not itchy boots or million dollar bogan or you know, it's not that you know, but still, for a, a guy who has a regular job. And yeah. still produces videos, you know. That's 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 quite impressive. How do you balance that, the full time gig and, and maintaining the channel? I tell you, man, it's tough some days. I mean, some of those 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 hiatuses that I needed needed to take was because that balance was just it was too challenging to meet. Um, you just try and fit it in where you can, and and hopefully. Hopefully you achieve the quality that you want, but sometimes you're just not going to get there. You're going to have to put out a video each week or however often you can. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, there's been some times where my full-time gig has has fallen aside so I can do the motorcycle <laughs> stuff. Um, don't tell my boss that, but that's that's the reality. I mean, and, and a lot of the content that I, I've created was was with the focus of this is going to be my full-time gigs. Yeah, you know. I, 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 I mean, you know as well, too, if you watch any of the YouTube stuff. There's a lot of people out there who they had that full-time gig when they were doing this. And then all of a sudden they said, you know what? I can't do both. So I'm going to do the one I love more. Exactly. You know, and that's exactly. what it turns to. Everybody has that dream. 
you know. And uh, to really do it right, you almost have to do it full time. Yeah. I mean, if it's if it's if it's really your passion and it's, if it's if you really want to do what you want to do with YouTube, to to really have the quality and build the community, it's it's almost necessary to do oh, yeah. it full time. You know, and, and everybody thinks, well, you just ride your motorcycle and filming, but that's the easy part. That is, it's exactly. it's what happens when you're done and you get back home. Now you have all this footage that you've got to cram down into you know 15 minutes or less. Right. Exactly. You know, and there's so many different ways you can edit it. Well, is this going to work with my audience? But I kind of want to do this. Maybe I'll mix it up this way. There's so many different paths you can take with the edit. You know, it's funny because Million Dollar Bogan had said, because uh, I had him on the show, and he had pointed out that, you know, you may have four or five hours of video, and 90% of it's going to end up on the floor. Oh, exactly. And that's a yeah. shame because you're going to go like, this is great footage. I, I, I can't do it. I can't cram it in for this one video. And that's can't. one of my biggest mistakes as uh, as when I was working on my channel when I first started was throwing it all in there. My videos were 25 minutes long and my watch time was really low because people would get 10 minutes into a 25 minute video and be like, I can't I can't do this anymore. You know, it's 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 really finding the good stuff and putting it in there. And you may think it's cool, but you got to retain that audience. Yeah, there's a fine line between just enough and too much. Yes, no, no exactly. uh, you know, Danny million dollar Bogan, he yeah. go, he'll go 32 minutes to an hour almost. And, but he's engaging enough to hold you in there. And then you get these other people who you, you, other YouTubers on, I'm not going to say any names, but you get five minutes into it. And you go like, I can't watch this anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's tough. <laughs> And I was I was one of those YouTubers. I think early on, some of my videos, I I watch them now, and I think, yeah, I get why people couldn't stick with this video. But you know what though is like, it, despite any YouTube videos that might be difficult, I make it a point to watch it from beginning to very end until the screen goes black. Every video, because out of respect for that person, because now I know, out of respect for the person who did that, to watch that video all the way through. And let that end screen pop up. This okay, good. Yes, you know. <laughs> well, to see the, the the watch time graph, you know, the graph that it's you know it's at ninety percent at the start of the video, and by thirty seconds in, it's at like sixty, and it, it wavers down at the very last minute. It's you know it collapses. Yeah, I understand that too. And if it's somebody a YouTuber I really respect, I try and do the same thing. Yeah, you know, and you could say stick around to the end of the video. We've got something special for it. You can say that all you want, but that's not yeah. going to pull people in. Yeah. You know? it's just talking exactly. about. Let's, let's talk about the bikes for a second. What do you have? Right now, I have three bikes in my garage. What? I have, I have uh, well, one's not mine. Well, not mine yet. <laughs> I'll get into that one in just a little bit. Stick around to the end, because I will talk about that one at the very end. Uh, so I have a 2016 Sportster, which looks exactly like my 2017 Sportster that I took on the Route 66 trip. Okay. And the reason why I bought that one was because I missed the one I sold. And the, the person I sold that 2017 Sportster to, I still keep in touch with him. Right. He's about an hour and a half away from me, and uh -huh. I'm going to try and convince him to sell it back to me <laughs> I guarantee you if he still has it I think he still has it uh, last time I talked to him he did uh, and uh, I hope he can sell it back to me. Wow. so I have the 2016 Sportster that olive gold tank color um, that IRN883 
And I'm going to mod the snot out of that one. Olive gold one. Uh, I'm going to do a 1200 kit. What's that? The olive gold color. I'm trying to picture that color that they had. Oh, it's the most beautiful. It's got like Is like a mustard? Gold. Is that like a mustard color one? No, no. It's like it's greenish with uh, with gold flakes. Oh, and it's got, is, that, is that the same color as the one you have on your channel now? Ex exactly. Oh, exactly. okay. It's okay. the same one road to the Route 66 trip. It's right, the same okay. one as my, same look as my very first sports Okay. I just bought it again because I missed the other All one. Right. Yeah. Oh, I totally get it. And the other one I have, I've, I've had for, um, since late July, I had 22 Pan America special. Ooh. And I've put about 2,000 miles on it. So the jury's still out on how I, I feel. I haven't made that same connection with that bike that I have with the Sporty. Yeah. Just had um, it. I haven't had the issues that some other riders have had, the the, the trouble codes. I get a lot of trouble codes, but, like, the bike starts just fine for me usually. Um, the only issue I had was a bad key fob. Um, but I'm going to take that on a long trip coming up in april i'm gonna go from madison to the southwest i'm gonna spend some time in arizona and some time in new mexico uh texas as well uh so i'm gonna take that out on a long trip and put that thing through the through its paces okay. um but uh, i don't know if i'm in love with it yet i understand i mean like i mean i'm in heavy like with it i'll say that <laughs> heavy like i like that uh, what's this uh, other bike you have that's not yours? So but it's my a 2003, so the 100th anniversary, 2003 883. Uh, a friend of mine, he let it sit in his in his garage for six years. Okay. And he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. You, you want to work on it for me and we'll decide what I'm going to do with it. So I started working on it and it's got all kinds of problems. Okay. It just it just needs a lot of love. And I got it running. I mean, it's which wasn't easy to do, and letting it sit for six years, uh, it it needs it needs still needs a lot of work, um, and I'll I'm gonna offer him some money for it. I think yeah. uh, he wants he wants to sell it, but I think I think I can put some some good love into that bike and get it back on the road and and either uh, sell it myself or or have fun riding it around town. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah. I, I, I've, that's what I have. I have that also. I got an 03 anniversary uh, sportster. Yeah. I have that. Yeah. See, Harley, I don't know. They they built so many of those. If they if they damped it down, didn't build so many of them, your sportster would be worth a lot more money. Yeah, yeah. Well, but they just they just pumped those out of the, out of the assembly You know line. what? They're still on the road, too. I see, I well, see that's a lot of the beauty there. of them. Yeah, I see a lot of them. And I have an, I have an 03 Heritage, anniversary Heritage. And I don't see a lot of those, though. But the anniversary bikes out there, there are plenty of them out there. Do uh, you have a favorite bike? Oh, man. My favorite bike? My, I bet you some of my subscribers who are listening to this right now have already shouted out the answer even before I can get it out. Uh, that's that's the 2020 and up. Uh, so the current Africa Twin. Really? And well, how come yeah. you don't own one of those? Uh, I've owned two of them, and I've sadly <laughs> sold both of them. So you didn't uh, like them that much. Well, I, yeah, um, yeah. There's there's some personal reasons that I had to sell it, but those personal reasons uh, have been solved. One of them was uh, medical bills that I had to right. take care of over the last year. Um, but I will have another Africa Twin in the garage at some point. Uh, maybe this year, maybe next year. Um, but I, I just love that bike. A lot of riders may say 
the suspension's too soft or it, it doesn't have the power. But the type of riding I do, I don't, I don't need to go fast. Right. I, 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 I don't need to, uh, to have the, the best quality suspension or I can, I can mod the suspension myself if I wanted to, or if I exactly. needed to. Yeah, yeah, but that yeah. bike is so versatile. Like I can, right. I can go for, for long distance trips. I can go off road with that thing. Um, some, some may say that you can't because it's a beast, uh, but I can, and I love, I love that bike for, for its versatility. Well, how big is the engine on it? It's a 1100. All right. And so, so the Pan America has got a few on it, but so I get the impression that if you really wanted that, you know, Africa twin, there, there might not be a Pan America in your garage for very long. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I've had some, some, uh, you got to take a trip first, right? <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly i've had some viewers ask me to do a comparison video between those two so i'm hoping at some point i will have both of them at the same time i mean I'm, i don't i don't have great connections to motorcycle companies where they just give me a bike so i'll have to buy the bikes <laughs> yeah. to be able to do that but i hope to own them for a short while at the same time um Neither one of us are cute females, so we can't get those. Ones. <laughs> our channels aren't going to grow exponentially. Exactly right, <laughs> based um, on our faces. Now let's. Well, well, we know that the sporty. You know, despite what you may say, the Sportster is your favorite. We know that. It, well, the, sp- the 883. Sportster has a special place in my heart right. uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, I started the channel on it, um, and I've, I've built the community with that bike yeah. and the adventures that I have taken and will take on that bike will, will just will be fun. The, sure. the challenges that I'll have will be amazing. Well, the, the couple times that I've had the opportunity to ride the Iron 883, I, it's like... My, my brothers don't they don't they don't get it there is there's something there's a connection between I don't guys like you and I with the, with the sports star you know there's just there's some sort of weird connection that we have I don't know what it is but we get on I think and go oh this thing's just so fun it is it is I it's such a simple bike and I think that's what I love about it it's not complex it's one of those bikes that if you've never wrenched ever on anything on cars or, or bicycles or, or motorcycles or anything the sportster is one of those bikes where you can jump into it and you can learn how to do it quickly and that's yeah. what i did and that's what i've shown on my channel with all the all the mods i've done on my on my sportster yeah. how do you feel about them discontinuing the uh evo um i don't not, i should be sad shouldn't i i mean <laughs> for, as a sports but I there's am. a snot load of them on uh, on the used market right now, oh, yeah, and yeah. and if I if I wanted a certain year, I'd have to go. I'd just go on Craigslist or Auto Trader, and I I could have one the next day. Yeah, there are so many because those suckers will last a lifetime. Oh yeah, we know and that. And they're so yeah. easy to repair. Um, so I should be more sad, but I'm not. Um, have you Harley, had a, Have you had a chance to ride the uh, the Nightster or the Sportster S? I don't know if I want to. <laughs> Something I don't else know you how I like. feel about it. Yeah. Well, maybe I would. I mean, I love the Revolution Max. I mean, I will say that that is the the standout part of of the of the Pan America. It is a great engine, and it's yeah. a lot of fun to ride. Um, but I am a Evo engine Sportster fan, oh, and doesn't... to to look at at the Nightster and know that it's. I mean it. 
It has some resemblance to an old sporty. Some, not a lot. It looks more <laughs> like a 1987 Yamaha Virago to me. Uh, <laughs> And the Sportster S looks nothing like a Sportster. It it, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, it 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 is a different type of motorcycle, and yeah. I think uh, Harley would have done better with marketing it by naming it something else. Because a lot of people who love Sportsters are looking at that and saying that's not a Sportster. I wonder why. Don't get me wrong. It is a great bike, and it has a lot of power, and it has a lot of fun. It's just not a Sportster. I just wonder why they didn't try and shoehorn that motor into the current frame set. I wonder if that's something that they could have done. What do you mean? I'm sorry. What do you mean? Well, take take the the revolution. X oh, into the and then cram into it the into yeah, yeah into the existing you know the frame set. I, I don't. I, I guess that's something they could have tried, but maybe they didn't want. I don't know. I just don't. That sportster would fall apart with that engine. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? Really? I mean, I put that sucker through the paces riding an off road in New Mexico and putting too much weight on it. Uh, that thing survived. I don't know about that engine. And I, <laughs> I mean, maybe, you know, somebody should try it. Yeah, maybe you and I might. Should, should, <laughs> we, should, we should team up on that. Team up on that. I see what we can do. Uh, yeah. The Pan America, though, uh, you, you said you're just in, in heavy like with it. Uh, <laughs> you have you, you got any long trips planned for that? Or, I mean, you said, yeah, you said, early you said you did. Yeah. Starting uh, late March, March 25th, I'm going to head out. Uh, my buddy Aaron, who lives in Indiana, he and I are going to ride for a week together. I'm going to try and hit uh, some some places in Texas. Um, I've got some some viewers down there that uh, want to get together. Uh, I'm going to spend a lot of time in New Mexico. Um, a good portion of my Route 66 trip, uh, New Mexico was highlighted in there, and I, I love New Mexico. It's probably going to be too cold in northern Arizona at that time to, to um, enjoy it there. Flagstaff right now yeah. is probably under a couple of feet of snow and um, and about way. 30 degrees. So yeah. it'd probably be pretty cold then still. But if it's warm enough there, I might head there. Hmm? Might um, want to maybe hold off a little bit, a couple months, and uh, do the uh, New Mexico BDR. You know, I don't have the bike for that. I think I don't know if the you don't, you don't think the Pan Am could do that. I haven't Come ridden on. it off road yet. To be honest, and maybe. Oh, you have it. oh well. Oh. Maybe. Yeah, I've only had it. I've only put two thousand miles on it, and I, I got it. So most of my riding was between August and and very very late October. Um, and our Wisconsin winters just prevent me from having any fun on it right now. So I'll put it. Maybe I'll ride it off road. Um, but I just I haven't yet. I mean, I, I have experience with the twin and some smaller uh, some smaller dual sport bikes, but not the pan am that thing's a beast yeah well you know uh, it when and if they come out with the 975 in the pan america i think that might be a better option so i i did a video a couple weeks ago about how everybody even if they every rider even if they are not going to buy uh a pan america 975 they should be excited about it um yeah it's a great it's going to be a great bike but i i don't know if you follow spite spite's corner who's yemi noobs he was yemi noobs he's on yemi noobs channel and uh, controversial uh he got fired but he he has his own channel he's had his own channel for a while and that he's over a hundred thousand subscribers now he did he did a video recently um saying that he saw harley's marketing plan for this year and i have no idea what this means i don't actually think that he does but he said he read there that the 975 is going to be proof and he's I, yeah, I have no idea 
that's how he described it. Or that's what he saw in there. And I have no idea what that means, but it, he he is his conjecture is that it's it's going to be canceled or at the very least delayed, wow. which makes me kind of sad. Yeah, I, yeah, because uh, a middleweight, you know, uh, adventure bike Harley needs to put that out. It's the hottest market right now in all of motorcycles. It's been that way for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the problem with that is when are when all those doors going to be closed for access to these off-road areas? Well, that's, that's there's there's some good organizations who are are fighting to keep them open. Yeah. And I mean it's 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 on us as motorcyclists too to to be kind to uh, the people exactly. who live in that area and be right. kind to the to the to the areas that we ride sure. but uh, yeah but you're right like the more of us out there riding is a wonderful thing but we got to be careful yeah. because some of those areas might be closed to yeah. us and that's why the, you know the guys at backcountry discovery routes they do a fantastic job yes keeping things like that available to yeah the motorcycles. let's For talk sure. about your route 66 trip on your speed yeah did you expect what the, did you get out of that trip what you expected or uh, out of yourself for that matter? So I started that trip not being completely naive. I wanted an adventure really? on a motorcycle. Yeah, like I mean I planned for it. I planned the route. I, I planned to camp at certain spots. Um, but I I, I think you probably heard the phrase adventure begins when things go wrong. Yes. And that's what that trip was like for me. Um, it was amazing at the start, sunny weather. Uh, the only challenge I had early on was, was riding in Chicago. Um, mind you, I, I did this trip. Let's see. In, um, I started on September 17th, 2017 of 20, excuse me, 2018. So it was a year, a year, it was a little, about 18 months after I started riding and what about 10 months after I started the YouTube channel, right. um, 11 months or so. Um, so my motorcycling experience, I, I was very green. And, um, so my first challenge was Chicago. And then I met my buddy, uh, a Dustin D cycle in, in Illinois and had some fun with him there. Um, but then after that, uh, just the best part was meeting all the people along the way. And I kind of highlight that in the series. I think right. there's 32, some videos in there, just meeting people along the way, listening to their stories, um, whether they were motorcyclists or not, the beauty of riding a motorcycle of any type, especially one with, all the crap that I had on there <laughs> and the tiny bike, people are super interested. They just, they come up to you. You'll never be lonely on a motorcycle adventure right. because people will see you as, as somebody, somebody interesting right. and want to talk to you. And it's, it's a great experience. Uh, the most challenging part. Well, let me, let me go back. I, what I wanted to achieve with that trip, what I set out to do was to show that, um, that you can challenge yourself and that is a good thing and and challenges are not bad. And right. I had, I had many of them, uh, riding in, in, uh, off road on a sport on a, you know, a <laughs> 500, some 540 pound sportster getting stuck in, in the sand, uh, in New Mexico, um, from 
running out of money in about three quarters of the way and, and having to stay in New Mexico a bit longer than I wanted to. Uh, and then the whole last week, the it was early October. Um, I had to quickly ride from uh, New Mexico back in back to Wisconsin. But the temperatures dropped and it started raining. There was this weird weather pattern where La Nina was happening and another weird weather pattern was happening from California and they converged and they just created this cold pocket and all this rain. Right so the whole last week, uh, all on top of me, there was like trying to find using the weather apps and trying to find the best way to go to avoid the rain and everywhere it was raining. I did my entire path home. Oh. I was in Texas. Uh, uh, I was in the panhandle and uh, I was at a gas station just trying to warm up and just filled up the bike and I just, I parked it and I was warming my hands next to the engine guy walks behind it he's kind of looking behind it he's like oh i'm trying to see where you're from and he's like wisconsin you picked the wrong time to be in texas because it'd been (laughs) raining and cold the whole time it was it was like 40 degrees and it was normally supposed to be in the 70s man yeah and because you you, but you don't know i mean you can look at all the right you can look at the weather apps until you're blue in the face they may tell you it's not gonna rain but that's that's them in a nice cool comfortable office you know and exactly. that's that's not you out there on the road you don't they don't right. know you know but how, how did the sporty i mean what didn't you think it was a daunting task for the bike you know i didn't know any better i didn't oh. know anything else it was the other than other than what did i i did a test ride uh just before i left for the trip i don't remember what bike i test rode it was one of the ma bikes shortly after they came out um Gosh, I don't remember what I test rode, but I, that was my only other experience was was riding one of the M8 bikes for 15, 20 minutes. Right. The only thing, the only other motorcycle I knew at that time was that Sporty, and to me, it handled great. Yeah. One of one of my most popular videos right now is uh, uh, I toured on a, a small displacement motorcycle. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of people now will say, "Oh, it's 883 cc's. That's not small." To me and to any other, every other bagger rider out there, that bike is small. Yeah. And um, then I didn't know any better. Now that I've ridden bigger bikes, I understand how much easier it is. But even with that hindsight, I would still do it again because that challenge was fun. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, anybody who says that a sportster is not a bike that you take on long rides doesn't know what they're talking about. Because right. I, know, I know a couple people who... One guy in particular has been on the show several times. He does the Iron Butt Rally on his sports track. That is amazing to me. You know, like I can ride long distance, but Iron Butts, oh man, those are yeah. challenging. I mean, I would love to do that. On my, I don't know if I could do it on my, on my sports track now, but I don't yeah. know, maybe I would. <laughs> now, did so? So you didn't? Did you actually get to do the trip from beginning to the end? I didn't. I had to stop in yeah. Flagstaff because of the weather. Oh, uh, wow. I, was, I spent three days in Flagstaff where it rained the entire time, except for my last day there. Uh, it was it was sunny and warm for a little bit, but I had to turn around because the weather just prevented me from, from going all the way. Well, you know, it sounds like to me like you're going to need to do that again. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> That's not a bad idea, my friend. That is a very good idea. And you got to use the sports. You can't use the Pan Am. You got to use the sports. And I knew you were going to say that, too. (laughs) Uh, Aside from from the weather, what what kind of other challenges did you face on that? Well, just being on a small bike, being alone, 
for the first time on a on a motorcycle and not not knowing anything of how to do this and just figuring it out along the way um figuring out where to camp uh and where to stop and um you know a lot of a lot of guys say that a challenge on a sportster is is the small tank i love the small tank because it forced me to stop you know this is and this is going to sound kind of weird maybe creepy i don't know but i think the sportster the the 883 even the 1200 that tank is sexy it is i don't know what it is i look at that tank damn that's a sexy tank i don't know why especially if it's got a great paint job and i know i know lifting the the tank is controversial too i have 1.5 i had a 1.5 lift on that tank and it looked even more sexy because it really helped that 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 negative space really helped listen to me i'm talking about how sexy a tank is hey this tank tank is sexy yeah but like lifting that tank and it just highlighted the engine which is art in itself and then just it made the motorcycle look like pure art like anybody who criticizes cruisers and cruiser riders uh, just like it's it's one of those things where like it's it's art and it's fun to ride yeah exactly that's it's it's functional artwork is what it is it is absolutely did you the bike didn't look like it was too overloaded when you were doing this did you feel it did, did it feel overloaded it it i had a lot of weight on it but i but the way I had it set up, I felt it worked for me. A lot of a lot of guys commented in some of my videos, asking me why I wasn't using saddlebags, having that weight balanced and lower. But sportsters are top heavy to begin with, um, so, so having that that weight in line, yeah. and with my my weight, I mean I'm a, I'm a small guy. I'm only 160. Well, back then I was 150 pounds. I'm 100. I've got I gained the COVID the COVID 15. <laughs> Uh, so now I'm 165, but back then I was, I was much smaller. Uh, having all my weight in line like that helped me ride better. I felt. Okay. Did you, did you feel like you brought enough or not enough? Did you bring enough or not to not enough? That's a great question. When I first started out, I made the same mistake that everybody makes. Even people, even riders who have ridden long trips still over and over again that you, you bring too much. You just do. So a week into it, I was in Missouri, uh, near Springfield, and I went. I bought a couple boxes uh, and went to the post office, and I sent a whole bunch of stuff home Did that really? I didn't need. A laptop. I, I was editing this this whole time, and I felt like that was taking away from the trip. So I, I packed that up. I sent that home. Um, yeah, and just. Just eliminating a lot of stuff that I felt that in. So you Just edited. So you edited everything when you got home. Uh, most of it I edited on the road. Uh, well, for the first week, so a lot of that content I did, wow. and then and then and then I got back and I was putting out three videos a week back then. I don't know how the how hell I did that. that. I don't know. Like I, I must not have had any other life other than motorcycles because that was insane. I couldn't do that now. Of course, my quality and my concentration, my editing skills have greatly increased. That's why I think this next trip, it's going to be much, much more. I'm going to be talking about the same themes and the same topics and uh, experiencing a lot of the same things. But it's going to just be more cinematic. Sure. So I, I feel this, this next trip is going to be amazing. And sense. one of the funny comments I got uh, on the Route 66 trip was uh, about halfway through, a guy commented, what did he say? It, it was rude, but it made me laugh. Uh, he said, this 
this is now getting like the Wonder Years without the hot French girl. <laughs> <laughs> and so if, if, if on this next trip I don't get that comment, I know I have not succeeded. <laughs> oh, that's good. oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it, uh, okay. <laughs> I, t- I talked about some emotional things. I talked about how challenging this was and and how I love that. And, I mean, I, I know, like, I'm not for everybody, but that, that made me smile. And the people who stuck around want that kind of content. Absolutely. So that's, Absolutely. that's my that's my audience. What would you do about food and, and sleeping? Is that, is that camping all the time? I stayed in a hotel uh, mostly during the rain <laughs> and during the cold. <laughs> Uh, I was in Rolla, Virginia, just drenched because I, I rode from, well, from Texas up up to Rolla and then Rolla up to Hannibal, Missouri. That ride from, from Rolla to Hannibal, that was 40 degrees and oh. raining all time. Wow. Like I was just drenched. Um, and I stayed in the hotels that, that during those times and that was that was helpful. But for food, for camping... Uh, I, I really covered this in, uh, I think, the eighth video of the series, maybe? Eighth or ninth. Um, I, I got my little coffee thing, and uh, coffee was essential in the morning. I did a lot of oatmeal. Um, I rarely started a fire just because it was a lot of work for one person. Usually when I camp by myself, I don't start fires. Um, I'm either uh, dispersed camping or just don't have a need to. But, like, hanging out with other other. Uh, motorcyclists or other campers i love to start fire uh so i didn't usually do that um i usually just had simple easy camp food nothing yeah. too expensive wow. did you lose weight on that i didn't no you didn't i mean well i was 150 pounds at the time if i lost any more weight i would wither away <laughs> yeah blow off the bike <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah oh wow i'll tell you what let's let's, let's change gears over there well we already okay. know we already know that, you, that you're gonna do it again on the sports tour just not if you're going to do it again. We know you're going to do it again. You got to go <laughs> from beginning to end. Up, I have yeah, to you now. have to do it again. <laughs> and the thing is, it, it, it's picking when you do it. Because you know, you don't want to do it. Obviously, the time of year that you did it was obviously the rainy season, and you don't want to do it then. Right. You obviously don't want to do it in July or August because, well, July and August, you know, and every, yeah. you know, going through the South, right. you'll bake. So it's like when like the spring, which is usually rainy too. So it's a matter of picking when you're going to do it. So when I go full time, <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> I will do that trip again. I'll say that. I'll say right. that here and now. When okay. I go full time, I'll have time to do that trip, and I'll be able to pick exactly when I can do it. All right, keep me posted on that. Maybe I'll go with you. <laughs> hey, well, let's. That would uh, be a lot of fun. Oh, uh, you know what? You know, do I have to do it on my sports here? No, you can do it on whatever bike uh, you want. Yeah. That's the beauty of riding. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, I think just to, just to to round it out, we both have to do do sports tours. That's what we're gonna do. Okay. Okay. okay, I'm on board with that. Uh, but oh yeah, and actually, oh actually, well, your 883 is fuel injected. Mine's not. Right. Yeah, any any plans on uh, upgrading that to a 1200 or anything like that? Or do no, you like no, keep I want to keep it the way it is. Although I have toyed with the notion of there is a conversion kit to go from carb to fuel injected. And You're thinking about that. I'm thinking about that because my heritage is fuel injected, and I love the way that. My, yeah. I've already had my my sports are in the shop once already because uh, the car battery being rebuilt, and I like I can't deal with that. You know, so we'll see. Uh, let's let's talk about your videos now. Um, oh, give me give me a second. My my. Uh, what is your current setup, and how has it changed from the beginning? Oh gosh, 
at the beginning for the first until let's see mid 2019 i was strictly gopro i had a gopro hero 5 and one of those square sessions um and i had it set up so uh, i had i had one on my helmet yeah. And so I had the Hero 5 in my helmet and the Session on my handlebars. Session? I don't think I'm familiar with that one. It's, it's a Session 4. It's little tiny square camera. Really old. In fact, it, it was stolen from me in oh, Texas wait. on my Route 66 trip. Is that is that is that that's one of, one of uh, GoPro's uh, little ones? Yeah. Oh, really I remember those. Yeah, ones. yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. those. And I used that uh, for everything um, from on the bike the motive logs to working in the garage when i'm when i'm wrenching on right i just couldn't afford anything else okay. um and then in mid 2019 i got uh i got a canon m50 this guy right here oh wow i got the, nice. the kit lens on this um and hang on this lens right here is pretty amazing so this is uh a 16 uh, 35 millimeter uh, zoom lens, and uh, I don't know how much you know about cameras and, and lenses and stuff, but this is uh, this much. A, <laughs> it's well, I'll say that this is a very good lens for a lot of things I do, right. mostly, I mean, mostly for um, talking head stuff. I use that, um, or if I'm on my channel now, you see some of my videos, I'll have some 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 slow motion panning shots of the bike or whatever else, and I'll, and I'll use that for the slow motion stuff. So um, you use course, that got... SLR for Vincent Oh, this Vincent. is a, this is a, yeah, this is a mir uh, mirrorless camera. So oh, okay. same concept, but yeah, this is, this is, this is my primary camera right here. No kidding. Um, uh, and I've, I've become kind of a camera nerd because of it. <laughs> dangerous because the stuff is it's expensive it's ridiculously expensive and it's like all my youtube earnings go towards the camera stuff my basically God. just because of how expensive it is there, I can't, you know i was I, because i see that a lot of youtubers are not just using gopros or osmos or one of whatever camera they're using they're also using cameras like that the canons or the nikons or whatever they're using those as well just like you yeah. are. And I'm like, exactly. well, maybe I should start looking into this, right? And I just, when I started that, I was like, oh, this is just the body is how much it costs? Yeah. Well, this camera right here, I mean, I'm thinking about upgrading to uh, to the R, the the USR. This one, I paid uh, for the body and the kit lens, I paid 800 bucks for it. Wow. So this is, this is uh, I mean, that sounds expensive, but that's that's low end. It's still a good camera, but like the one I want, the one I truly want is the R5, and that's a five thousand dollar camera. Ouch! It'll be a long time before I buy that wow. one. So, how much video can you put on that? Um, well, is that is that determined to solely on the size of the SD card? Yeah, it's it's basically the SD card. How much is on the SD card? Right. But it, you're limited to a half an hour, twenty nine minutes of record time until it shuts itself off. Oh, so I mean continuous record time, not yeah, oh, exactly. But you, who does that? Right, <laughs> exactly. Well, maybe million dollar Bogan does. Maybe. Like, yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many GoPros he goes through. Oh my gosh, he probably destroys a few along the way. Oh, Jesus. He destroys everything along the way. I can't. I, can't <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, I did see how many batteries that guy carries. He oh, carries. Gosh. He carries about twenty batteries. With him. That's crazy. That's a lot. 
I mean, I, I have, don't even own 20 batteries. <laughs> I got like three. Oh, really? oh I, 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 just, I just bought three more. I think I have seven now. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I was tired of running out because I did, I did a trip down to, um, to Key West, down to the Keys, and I was filming along the way, and it's like I, I was changing batteries all the time. In yeah. fact, two of my batteries on that trip down just, just they blew up. They were dead. So, Is yeah. that a fun trip? I've done that twice already. Yeah. The first time I rode from New Jersey down to the Keys, and then the second time I from our new home here in North Carolina down to the Keys and back. Yeah. Um, the first one I broke it up into two days, uh, going down 650 miles each day, and this last trip well, coming actually that trip going back going back home I broke it up into three days, uh, doing like 400 and something miles per day. This wow. trip, one shot 820 miles down. And 830 miles back. On the Heritage. On the Heritage. Yeah. All highway. I, I, I like highway driving. A lot of people don't. I, I like highway driving because I just put my yeah. feet up on the highway pegs and just, you know, set the throttle on them all up and just go. Yeah. You know, Florida sucks. Florida just sucks. What makes it suck? Oh, now you've just lost a lot of people. They're like, oh, he's well, Florida okay, well, okay, let me let me rephrase that. Florida traffic sucks. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. It's relative. First of all, the state is continuously under construction. It was under. I did this trip in 2019. It was under construction, and I just did that trip uh, this past November, 2022, and it's still under construction. So, in going around Miami, you know, to get to the Keys, you have to go around Miami or through. Nobody goes through Miami. You don't want to do that. But if you go, regardless of how you go, you're going to sit in traffic. Unless if you're going at, you know, midnight. It's That was the worst part of it, I think, is just the, the traffic through Florida. Was, but the How about the, crossing that bridge to the Keys? That's, oh, that's great. That oh, that's a lot yeah. of fun. Oh, yeah. Driving down. If you haven't ridden down in the Keys, you need to do that at yeah. least once. Because riding the uh, overseas highway from Key Largo down all the way down to Key West, that's a wonderful trip. It really is. Because you got yeah. this turquoise water on either side of you. Yeah. And it's just how can you not love it? It's just, you know, it's great. It's just wonderful. Yeah, so I don't do, don't do it in August. But. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to every state except for three of them. And Florida is one of them. And that ride to, to Key West is one of them I've always wanted to do. I, it's, it's, you know what? I would, I would have, if you can avoid uh, I-95, if you can find another way to get yeah. down that way. Uh, but like I said, and just stay as far west of Miami as you can, and go okay. around it. And then once you get once you get to uh, uh, the end of the Florida Turnpike, that area there, uh, just before Key Largo, then then it then it gets nice. Then it's really a fun ride because yeah. it's really just really basically one. It's one road it takes yeah. you all the way down there. And you, if you've never been to Key West, <laughs> I should be an ambassador for the city of Key West because I, I, I just <laughs> love the whole place. What do you love about it? Is it it's just, just water? A, oh, what a laid back environment. Yeah. It is super laid back. It's like everybody's like, yeah, whatever. You know, nobody, it's, it's just, that's really nice. Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I was, it's, it's almost a business way. It's, it's a cruise ship that goes nowhere. Okay. Yeah. I know if you go bored or hungry, it's your own fault. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like that. Uh, yeah, it's the truth. Well, let's get getting back to you now and your videos. When yeah. a, any particular video, you, you can you can divide it up as as you want. 
How long, when you're done filming, how long does it take you to produce a video? Oh, gosh. I think, okay, I'll answer that question, but I think to be fair, you've got to include everything from the recording time to the end process. Sure. And for that whole time, I would say I do 40 hours per video. And okay, so but to answer your question, after the filming's done, it really depends on the video. Um, and even even before I shoot too, I, I some videos, some of my more popular videos are ones where I've really took it, taken care and like written a script for and really planned it out. Like really? my two most popular videos right now on YouTube, I I've wrote a script for them and I planned the production. I even had storyboards for it and I planned everything start to finish and the quality shows and the, the views show because of that. But a regular video, most of my videos, uh, after I'm done shooting and I start editing, it probably takes me about 25 hours to, to finish a video. And that all depends on how many, how much graphics I'm doing. If I'm jumping into after effects, I use premiere pro to edit and I use okay. uh, Photoshop to create my thumbnails and, after effects if i want to get really fancy so if I'm, if I'm doing all that fancy stuff it does take me a lot more time but wow. i just want to get a video out quick just some talking head um i can probably whip out a video in about 10 hours wow really so it, it seems like premiere pro is is like the gold standard i think it is it's one of those that it's it's a lot like learning how to play guitar it's really easy to learn the basics and to whip out a tune but, oh, look at that. Look at that. So you know what I'm talking about. It's super easy to learn three chords and play a tune and whip something out. Yeah. To do all the complex stuff, it takes a long time to learn. You know, and I think it's, 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 a, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a rabbit hole. Because once, yeah. once you start, you know, go like, okay, well, I got to do this. Why am I going to do this? I'm, and then you find out the software could do something else. And you right. learn something else. And then it just goes. I don't use. You Pre never stop learning. Now, you know, I never. I don't use Premiere Pro. I use a. Um, I can't remember the name of it now. Uh, Cyberlink. It's a. Okay. It, it's been around for years. It, it I've doesn't never heard of it. Yeah, it doesn't have all the uh, apparently bells and whistles that uh, Premiere Pro does. Um, I don't even know much about Premiere Pro, but I know everybody's using it. Uh, but the, I the video editing for for me, I does not doesn't approach the amount of time that you put in. Now, is that because of the, the, the software's got a bigger learning curve or is it that you're just being really meticulous? I think I think everything that I need, that I think needs to happen for my videos to produce the quality that I think needs to go into it from, um, from the stuff that I put into it, the care that I put into it, to uh, color grading, to... Um, I do a lot of B-roll too, so that takes me a long time. I can I can record Talking Head, chop it up the way I want, and then and then I intersplice all the B-roll, and finding just the right segment of B-roll to put in there takes me a long time to find. Okay. Like if something doesn't work, I'll take it out and put something else in. Um, so I, I think yeah, I think it's me being meticulous about yeah, it. Yeah, so I was just going to ask you, is like how how crazy do you get with it? You know, in, um. I've had videos where I've come close to 90% complete and thought it was crap and ditched it. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really if I crap. if I feel if I feel someone's going to be like this quality is crap, then I'm I'm not going to put it out. Did you... Or I'll re I'll re edit it to make it better. Wow. I mean, and that's you know when you say you know 20 hours outside of the writing, 
you know, from the moment you get back into the into the house and then you start your editing, do you say 20 hours? I mean, when you really think about 20 hours, that's a lot of time. And you get paid peanuts to do this, so it's yeah. got to be a passion. Like yeah, I don't, exactly. I don't earn hardly anything. People think, oh, he's got 9,000 subscribers. Like he must be making bank. No, not even close. Not even close. So this is this is passion and all the camera equipment that I have to buy and the Premiere Pro is not cheap. I'm lucky enough to, to get it through work. Uh, so it, it's free for me. But once I quit that, it's going to cost, you know, thousand bucks a year or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Is that a subscription for that software? It is. Yeah, it's like I don't know how much it is a month. I'm, thank goodness I don't have to know right now. But once <laughs> once I, I go I full time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Holy crap. Uh, this. Yeah, like. It's it has to be a passion and you have to feed off the positivities that you get from the community. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise you're just you're wasting your time. You're talking to yourself. Yeah. Do, do you it prefer has, it has to be well do you prefer the in helmet talking or do you prefer the voiceover? Um I it all depends on the circumstance. It all depends on what I'm talking about, what I'm doing. For some reason, while I'm on the bike and I've got the GoPro strapped to my to my chin, and the mic. I, I do a, a, a separate mic system for my for my uh, motoblogs. My head is so clear while riding. I feel like I can just talk for days and have like focus on what I'm talking about. But when I'm doing a talking head, I find I stammer and I trip over my words, and I have to editing my talking head videos is a daunting task because I am cutting out so many mistakes. Yeah. Whereas on the bike, I'm just, my brain is clear. I'm yeah. riding and talking with my friends. And that's why, that's why sometimes you have to go scripted because that's where you can Well, yeah. even still, like I've got, I've got my script taped just below my camera and I'm reading it. I'm still stammering. Really? With the talking <laughs> heads. Yeah. What, what do you use for it's, your audio in those cases? Are you, you're obviously not recording through the camera. You're obviously, are you using the secondary audio device? Uh, for the for the motovlogs or for the talking heads? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talking heads! I got a I got a road mic that yeah, I yeah. use. Okay. Um, and if I feel like there's a lot of interference, like the furnace over here that I talked about a moment ago, uh, I'll use a lav mic, a lavalier mic, okay. uh, connected to uh, a separate recorder. Um, blanking on the, the the name of it right now separate recorder and then i'll just clap and then uh sync them up and, yeah. and while i'm editing on the bike i use that separate audio recorder as well i know a lot of guys find that inconvenient um and they much rather have that that dongle connected to their yeah. gopro yeah um i just i find the quality is a lot better with the separate recorder because i can well you like when we're done here you're gonna you're going to edit the, the audio, the crappy audio that I'm probably giving you now. You're going to make it sound much better. I hope. That's what I do. That's well, hopefully, hopefully. Well, not, not a whole lot can do, can, can do work wonders with this crappy voice I got. Um, but yeah, I, I use a separate recorder and then I, I do some, some post-production editing of the audio and make it sound all nice and neat. Cause that, that's something I have not explored with my videos. I just, I just used the, with that stupid, uh, audio adapter for the gopro i just use that yeah. and i've already had that one fail on me already yeah i gotta go out and buy another that one thing, that thing's not cheap it's like 50 bucks for yeah, that thing and it fails I for know. a lot of guys 
I know. I've been using the same lav mic and the same audio recorder since I started, and it's worked for me okay. every single time. What, what lav mic do you use? I'm stealing all your, all your ideas. Cheap, a cheap $20 mic that I bought off. Same mic that Dan Dan the Fireman suggested years ago. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and I've been using the same one since. I, just, I wish I could remember the name of the audio recorder. Um, I think I got it linked in my videos, but I, I can send you a bunch of, a bunch of uh, stuff that I use, too. Yeah, because uh, I've been thinking about going that route, too, because, you know, when and if this happens again, just because I have two very good digital field recorders yeah. that I could easily use and hook up a live mic to it. But I'm thinking, like, do I really want to walk around with more gear? <laughs> They're small, though. You know, you stick it in your, in your jacket pocket. And you just have it lined up to your helmet. I don't even notice it. And then and then all I do is I clap yep. so the, the image to sync it up and it's super easy I, and then when i go to edit it uh, i can sync it up with under 15 seconds it oh, takes wow. me 15 seconds uh editing that that audio and then i get rid of the gopro audio because yeah. that audio like i get rid of that and i just i just have the the audio recorder the the field recorder as you said and it sounds great after i do some post-production on on the audio get rid of all the 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 low noise and the hiss and whatever else and make my voice sound a little bit better wow it, it sounds great, and I, I think people appreciate that. It's a, it's a lot of work. I'll tell you this. If, go, ahead. go ahead. No, well, I was just saying, it's a I'll lot of work, this. and I don't know if, every, if people who watch YouTube videos, especially motorcycle uh, YouTube channel, they, a lot of people probably don't realize how much work goes into creating these videos. Exactly. Exactly. I'll tell you this. If, if someone, if someone no, if you have bad audio, Someone will notice it and complain about it in the comments. Yeah. But if you have good audio, that person's focused on the video and the, and the enjoyment of what you're saying rather than crappy audio. So they won't say it. So if they don't notice the good audio, you're you're doing a great job. Well, oh, there's a good tip, boys and girls, right here from <laughs> Joe. So what's next for the for Great Egret? Uh, to so earlier this year, uh just before New Year's, or late last year. So I think on New Year's Eve day, on my Instagram, I said, my goal this year is to do 52 videos. So that's one video a week. And uh, so because I've been on this hiatus and I haven't been creating content like I've wanted to, and it's something that I've missed like crazy. And I missed the community and I missed, missed creating for everybody. So my goal this year is to create those 52 videos uh, I've got this trip planned in, in late March, April to the Southwest. I'm going to do that. Um, Rocky Mountain Roll is happening in August. Amanda Zittos. Yeah, uh, I had Amanda on the show. Yeah. She is great. And she and I have been trying to connect for years now and get together. So I'm finally going to be able to get together with her at Rocky Mountain Roll. And I think that's weekend of August 4th. I'm going to be there for sure. And I'm going to take my viewers along for the ride every time Great. i'm going to take the sportster on a lot of um a lot of moto camping trips uh-huh. uh when i'm home i've got a lot of great state parks here in wisconsin and right. some camping that i want to do here so i'll take the sportster on that quite a bit going to sturgis sturgis is not in the cards this year i don't think maybe okay. someday um just I have a very generous employer that allows me to take a lot of time off, but I can't. Uh, I can't take too much time off. I mean, just between the, between Rocky Mountain Roll and my my trip this spring, that's going to be six weeks off from work wow. this year, which oh, is crap. is nice. And I'm going to get paid for all of those. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. Really good. Well, 
I'll be retiring in March. So <laughs> congratulations, man. Yeah, dude. That's great. So that's going to enable me to do some trips. So where, where are you headed? Uh, right now. Once you retire. After I retire. Well, uh, there's uh, the Sturgis is happening. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's already, I already got reservations. That's happening. That's um, great. I am looking into doing a Blue Ridge Mountain, um, Blue, Blue Ridge Parkway from beginning to end. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that nearby you, isn't it? Uh, it'll still, well, to, to the start at the top, see, a lot of people think that the, that you have the Blue Ridge Parkway. That's one thing. But it can, does continue north under the name Skyline Drive. It goes okay. all the way into northern, almost, almost into uh, West Virginia. It goes all the way north further. So the real ride starts there. And for me to get there, it's a, like uh, about six, seven hours a ride to get there. And then, of yeah. course, all the way down to where it ends in Tennessee. And then from that point back to here to where I live is like another five hours. So uh, that's going to be a camping thing, of course. Nice. Camping in some hotels. Um, Sturgis is going to be hotel. <laughs> not, yeah. I'm not camping there. Yeah. You know, but... Um, <laughs> I, I have, we always have plans, right? We always have plans, but we'll see what happens. But, you know, I have, I have other ideas. Of, uh, probably another trip down to the Keys, more than likely. Uh, yeah. Who knows what's we'll in I, I, have, I have a long honeydew list I have to get through first. <laughs> challenging challenging honeydew list or no, no. stuff that you can knock out? Uh, stuff I can knock out. I've already started on yeah. it just to get, get chip away at it, you know. Um, but anyway, how can people learn more about you, Great Egret, and uh, follow you? Uh, best way to get a hold of me, well, obviously, the best way to watch uh, and view and to participate in what I do is go to the YouTube channel, um, and I'm at Great Egret. Um, uh, I think uh, the best way to get a hold of me, though, is on Instagram to DM me there, yep. or they could they could email me at uh, Joe at Great Egret. Is it Moto? Great Egret. I can't even remember my email. <laughs> <laughs> I don't email myself that often. But... Well, well, I'll tell you what. Hold on a second. I'll go to your about page. It's just... greategretmoto.com. Greategretmoto.com. That's correct. Yeah. That's there. Okay. And um, yeah, cool. Awesome. So listen, any words of encouragement for anybody who might want to take off on a small displacement bike and do a long trip yeah. or just get into YouTube in general? Just, just start doing it. Start enjoying it. Don't get discouraged because the challenges were, are where you're going to learn. Once you start making mistakes and you feel challenged, those are the moments where you're going to learn. And you're going to – you shouldn't get discouraged by that. Just enjoy the challenge because that's part of it. All right. Well, and Joe, grow from there. Yeah, absolutely. Joe, thank you very much for being on the show. Don't go anywhere. I want to chat with you when we're done. And uh, thank you very much for being on the show. You bet. It's been fun, man. All right. Motorcycle Men Podcast is supporting David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. If you would like to help those that are dealing with the hardships of cancer and see your money go to something that actually makes a difference, go to davidsdreamandbelieve.org to donate. And the Gold Star Ride Foundation, they're helping families of fallen soldiers. If you would like to be a part of a great cause and get some heartfelt miles in, go to goldstarride.org and learn how you can participate in the next Gold Star Ride. And Chasing the Cure. Help long-haul Paul Peeland complete his mission to ride a million miles for MS. Now, he was told years ago that a cure for MS was a million miles away. 
So he decided to ride that million miles for the cure. You can help him by going to longhaulpaul.com and donate to his quest for that cure for MS. Thanks for joining me, joining me and Joe, great egret, here on the Motorcycle Men Podcast. Now, you can learn more about Joe and his channel by going on over to YouTube and looking up Great Egret. Links will be in the show notes and, of course, on the Motorcycle Men website at MotorcycleMen.us. So don't forget to check that out. Don't forget to get on over to the Motorcycle Men YouTube channel. Watch some of the videos we have over there. Not many, but head on over to the Ride With Ted YouTube channel. Crap load of videos there I got. You can enjoy some of the stupid stuff that I do. And that's it, boys and girls. Thank you for joining us. And for the rest of the Motorcycle Men team, thanks for listening. And remember, boys and girls, we say stupid crap so you don't have to. I'd say it, kids. <laughs>